0: Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. Today, I have with me Jim Cermak. We met back in 2018, and I crashed every time i think about that <laughs> not because of jim but because of me <laughs> he saw me deliver a presentation that ugh, i didn't think was my best and he was like no bridget what are you talking about stop doing that it was great so jim thank you one for lifting me up and two and more importantly for being on the show
1: bridget it is an honor it is an honor and like i was telling you before we you hit record When I saw you speak, it was absolutely mind blowing, a spectacular. Blew away all my expectations, and I, I just had to reach out to you. And it's, it's been just a, a pleasure. We've, we're, you were on my podcast. Uh, I was a contributor to one, to one of your, your book compilations. It's just been, uh, just been an honor to work with you. And today, get, get a chance to, uh, to talk with you again. This is awesome.
0: It just keeps flowing. It just <laughs> We got to find more opportunities to work together, Jim. I
1: Absolutely.
0: We're running out. So we got to come up with some more things to do together. Now, Jim, I know this, but the audience doesn't know this. Your voice is fantastic. You work in trade shows. You're also a trainer. You're always speaking, but you were not always a confident speaker. You kind of were, you kind of weren't. It's kind of a complicated situation. Talk to us about that.
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I've always had confidence. I've always had confidence. By by nature, I'm an introvert. So be going up to people one-on-one, or in, if I'm in a crowded room, going up to someone I don't know, very, very uncomfortable for me. But put me in front of a, a group of people and I could talk to them. So I had no problem doing that. But I remember the first time, I it was a corporate talk, and we, would, we had a national sales meeting and I was going up to give a presentation on marketing because I've been in marketing my whole career. And I got up there and I thought I, I just gave a great presentation. And then later on in the day, we were in a break and my boss came up to me, he goes, Jim, man, you rambled on and on because I that's what I loved. I love talking off the cuff and I had my notes, but I just had like a bullet point list. Yeah. And then I would just go here, there and everywhere. And I thought I was giving such great value and telling everyone what was going on. And and I was just shot down. So, and then my my confidence was, was shaken at that point. And, so uh, yeah, I I learned a lot. I learned a lot uh, from that moment. But so that's, that's where I started. And so from confident to then shaken and then kind of nervous and a little gun shy going back in it. Um, but but learning to be you now not not lose my confidence, but to be more succinct, <laughs> to practice and get away from my natural my, my nature, my, my brain goes all over the place. And uh, anyone who knows me, who works with me, they, they uh, I'm kind of like that squirrel, you know, there's a (laughs) shiny object. I'm distracted easily. So, uh, so that's, that's why I say, but today now that, you know, I am a trainer and I give the same presentation over and over and over. And I'm so confident and I'm so rock that rock solid and locked in and people love it. And I come across as very natural Uh, At least that's what people have told me, even though it's the same content that I give every, almost every day.
0: So I want to explore that a little bit more. I'm glad you brought it up because it was in the back of my mind how you deliver the same content over and over again. How do you ensure it is fresh and that you are memorable and that it doesn't get boring for you?
1: (laughs) Well, I teach on a skill. So I teach a certified training program. uh, And just to to tell, you know, what I do is I, I teach people how to interact with people with disabilities and how to get people with mobility devices like wheelchairs and walkers safely onto vehicles and secured so that they can be transported safely to wherever they're going. And so I start off by really engaging with the audience to let them know we're on the same page. And I, I tell I tell stories about how important they are, how needed they are, how, how critical it is the service that they're providing. The people that they're serving are so important and they need them. And, and I have people that start off, you know, sitting back, arms crossed, all of a sudden they're leaning in and they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. You're right. This is What I am doing is important. And so by doing that, then I have them and everyone's got different experiences. And you have to remember that that every single audience is different, even though I'm given this, given this uh, uh, material for the hundredth time, they're hearing it for the very first time. And so that is something that is really, really important.
0: I am sitting here silently mouthing. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I used to do faculty development and professional development for college professors and trade school educators all across the country. And I would tell them, although you have taught this unit a billion times, your students are hearing it for the first time. And that should just energize you where it's like, wow, I have this new set. Of, of bodies this new set of eyes this new set of ears leaning in waiting to hear what I can teach them so if you are a trainer and you have this same set of content to deliver time and time again think to yourself yes I've heard it <laughs> over and over again I can recite the presentation in my sleep but your audience is hearing it for the first time and they deserve a fantastic experience they they're due incredible experience. You must give them a memorable experience. Now, Jim, what you do at the start of your presentations with making people feel valued and showing them how important their work is, oh, that is killer. (laughs) That is, I'm telling you, that is I tell people all the time, the number one reason people will listen to you is they know why they should listen to you. But I think number 1.2 is going to be (laughs) (laughs) the number 1.2 reason people will listen to you is you've given them a pat on the back. You've made them feel good about what they're doing and that you are going to support them and uplift them in your presentation.
1: Yeah. You have to know your audience. You have to know your audience, the the audience. There is somewhere in the, in the spectrum of either. I want to be here and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else because I need to hear this information. And on the other end is kind of the people that I have. I'm being forced to be here. I don't want to be here. I will never forget. I did a, I did a class making Georgia middle of summer. I had 20 people sitting in front of me seven 30 in the morning on a Saturday. It was their day off. (laughs) <laughs> they had to come in. They didn't want to be there. Air conditioning was broken in the room. It was already 80 degrees in, on a, a Saturday morning, <laughs> 730.
0: Not to say it doesn't get any worse than that. And then he oh. was broken in Macon, Georgia. Tell me yeah. what time of year it was, Jim. Oh, it was summer.
1: It was like oh, August. Yes. <laughs>
0: and,
1: and it was, and I had a room full of people. Like I said, uh, I think maybe one out of the 20 was looking at me when I started. Uh, and that person was looking at me like their eyes were boring a hole through my head. And most of them had their arms clo- arms crossed. Some of them had their head down like they were taking a nap. It was not good. But within five minutes, I had them all sitting up, leaning in and ready to learn. And not because I told them, okay, it's time to learn because I made them feel special. I was telling them, hey, I under- this is a hard job. What you're doing is hard and it's important. So I want to help you be better at your job. I want to help you learn how to do things better. And all of a sudden you got a lot of head nods and it was just, uh, so that's, it's knowing your audience and where are they on that spectrum and how much do you have to bring them in and how much do you, are you ready to just feed them?
0: I like you, you establish a rapport. You created a connection with them. I did a presentation in September of 2021 with a group of faculty, as a matter of fact, I don't get to spend time with faculty often, but one thing that I share with them that is very closely connected to what you talked about was three things that you have to do in your opening words. Actually, there's more than three things, but I'll just talk about these three, okay? And that is thinking in terms of past, present and future. The past is, where was your audience before they came to your presentation? Not geographically, not physically, but mentally. Where were they relative to your topic? Relative relative to your topic, it is, hmm, safety, hmm, transporting people, hmm, what do I do? How do I make it better? What's this man going to tell me that I don't already know? That's what they're thinking. Let's just be real. That's how we think. What is he going to show me? I've been at this job for 20 years. What is he going to show me that I haven't already seen, done, already know how to do? So where were they relative to your topic before, in the past, your presentation? Then think in terms of the present. What are you going to do now? to move them to do something differently. What are you going to do now in this presentation? In the present, how is their time going to be spent? What are the agenda items? And then think in terms of the future. What will they know or be able to do by the time you're done with your presentation? So past, present, future, where were they? What are we gonna do now? And what will they be able to do once you're done? And that is what you embody in your presentations and you do it beautifully.
1: Oh, you're the bridge. You're the bridge to help them to get from the past to the future. And so uh, once they understand it, they to understand that right away. And you, Bridget, are so brilliant at this, at setting that tone and telling them, this is what we're going to talk about. And here's where you're going to get out of it. And let's go. And so, and right up front, you're setting that tone just so wonderfully. So everyone's, again, they're leaning in They're They're wanting that. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. I can't wait. What? I'm going to know this. I'm going to be able to do that. Let's, let's rock this out. Yeah, everybody. Jim Sermak is a trade show coach. Did you know there was such a thing? He's a trade (laughs) show coach. I didn't until I met him a trade show coach and the host of the trade show university podcast. podcast noted as a top 5% podcast globally. Jim brings over 30 years of marketing, training, and events uh, experience to the microphone, and he loves sharing the success secrets from working and planning trade shows. He's been a judge for the 2021 Virtual Event Awards. He's a partner of the Virtual Events Institute, and he has collaborated with the giant Caesars Entertainment. Now, with all of these trade shows under your belt and all of this experience, Jim, what opportunities are available at trade shows for people to get in front of audiences?
1: Oh, great question. Great question. At, at trade shows, and at trade shows is my love. I love <laughs> I'm a marketing guy, and I think the trade shows are the ultimate marketing tool if done right, and if everyone really understands. And that's why I coach businesses on this. But at trade shows, if you're an exhibitor, look at your exhibit as a stage. Okay, that's that's the first thing. You've got people in front of you. You've got to get their attention. Just like if you were sitting, if you were standing on a stage speaking to a crowd, you've got to get their attention, right? So you've got to get their, the attention of the one person that's walking in front of you right now. And how do you do that? How do you grab their attention? How do you interact with them to get them into that important conversation that you need to have so that they get to learn more about your company? So that's the first stage. It's just right at your exhibit and then reach out. Whether you're an exhibitor or not, maybe you want to sponsor the show. Maybe it's an industry show that you just want to get in front of people. Reach out to the show management and find out what opportunities do I have? Are are you offering? uh, Are you looking for speakers? Are you looking for people to do workshops, to do seminars, to do breakout sessions and get on a stage? And if you're an exhibitor and you're a speaker, you have now an opportunity not only to share great value and engage with an audience, but now you could say, hey, and while you're here, get over to our booth at, you know, we're at booth 321 and you have an opportunity to get an audience that you just gave great value to, and they want a chance to to sit and talk with you. Maybe not standing that long line of people that's waiting to speak to the speaker right after the, the uh, talk is over, but now they have an opportunity. Hey, I'm going to go over to, to your booth and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you there when I, you know, we're out of this element and it's going to be a better opportunity for me there. So you've got that opportunity. And then maybe there's sponsorship opportunities where you can sponsor a luncheon, you could sponsor a networking event. And if you do one of the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes I see that sponsors make, they'll sponsor a lunch, they'll sponsor a networking event or something like that. And they, they oh they put their, their logo up on a, on a sign people go in, they have their lunch, they have a great time, and they leave. And if you ask people, who sponsored the lunch? I don't know. <laughs> but get up on stage, grab a microphone and say, hey, everybody, welcome. Thanks. We're so glad to sponsor this lunch day. Let me tell you a little bit about our company, a little bit what we're doing here. And by the way, go stop at booth 321 and and uh, see more. We've got a little gift for you. We've got some information for you. But Take that opportunity to get in front of that crowd. Don't miss it out because there, oh my gosh, there's so many opportunities to get in front of an audience. And even if you, if you can combine a couple of these things, if you have an exhibit and you have a little bit larger booth, set up half your booth with chairs and and run your own seminars at various times of the day. And you can have people, You have a small group, maybe six, eight people. And then you're going to draw a crowd as you start talking, get on a microphone so people can hear you as they're walking by. Oh, what's he talking about? Oh, that, and then you have an opportunity to add value right there at your booth. Oh, I I get goosebumps when I start talking about trade shows. (laughs) I get excited. I
0: love, well, let me tell you, I ever so often will exhibit at a conference and you're right. If you can exhibit plus speak, Oh, it, it it's a killer. If you are able to sponsor an event, a luncheon, a coffee or what have you and speak, because that's not enough just to have your logo, your logo in the program or on the lunch menu at the table, because like you said, nine times out of 10, people don't recall who paid for lunch and they're not paying any attention. But if you're able to get on the microphone, but let me tell you, I love the idea that you gave about having a little presentation at your booth having a few chairs set up and almost turning your booth into a partial seminar, a partial auditorium there. And like you can everybody, you can put a sign up of your schedule of your mini presentations, like a little 10, 15 minute presentation on something of value and have a little schedule there. So people know when to come back. Okay, every hour on the hour. Bridget's going to do a little 10 minute something. I love that. Now, let me ask you this. You were saying how, you know, every time you get a chance, definitely get on that microphone, see if there's an opportunity to speak at the conference. And if you can uh, do so, tell a little bit about your company and come by our booth. What should be in an elevator pitch, if you will, if I get that chance to get that microphone and thank everybody for coming to lunch and tell them about my company, what is it that's going to get people's attention in my little spiel on the mic?
1: You've got to, number one, you've got to engage so that they know that they're talking to the right person or you're talking to the right crowd. So they've got to get that engagement to say, okay, yes, I need to listen. I need to listen. So, uh, and if you're an industry event, maybe it's everybody there that's, that could be par- part, of your target audience. Now you have to tell them something unique about you that nobody else could possibly ever say. And maybe that is you've invested X number of, of dollars in safety, or you've, you have this patented, a uh, patented product that they have to they have to stop by and see or that you're offering a free chance at winning a $10,000 at your booth or something that is going to grab their attention and make them say wow oh shoot that we don't know that we didn't know that that is something we've never heard before but hopefully it's something that could help distinguish you from your competitors something that really is a differentiator that if they look at their competitors, oh, they don't have that. That's Jim has that. Jim and his company have that, but they don't. And, oh, there's another competitor. They don't have it either. Well, we got to go back to Jim. <laughs> so say something that is really going to, to be memorable that no one else could possibly say. That's a big differentiator between you and your competitors. I would say that's the number one thing.
0: Yes. A new, exciting offer that you have coming up, a new program you're rolling out. uh, What problem, what's a big problem that you solve that is common in the industry and your company has come up with a solution? I know everybody has this issue. Come by our booth. Let's talk about what we have that is going to solve that for you, whatever the case may be. But you are right. You've got to have a differentiator in a little bit. You are going to get to ask me a question, Jim. That's my differentiator. Ooh.
1: All right. <laughs> Game on. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I turn the microphone over to the interviewee. That's my uh, my uh, differentiator with my podcast.
1: I love okay. it.
0: So, Jim, think about how you have evolved with your presentations from the first one that you made to the most recent one, what would you say is the biggest difference from then to now?
1: For me, it's practice. It's practice. And, and one thing about practice, it's, uh, it's, it, that takes two forms. One is yes. Practice my notes, practice my presentation over and over. I learned from someone so wise that first five minutes and the last five minutes. <laughs> That's someone I'm talking to right now. <laughs> uh, and if everyone, and I'm just going to put a plug in there. If you don't have a, at least one of Bridges' books on public speaking, Real Talk is one I go back to over and over. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. But make sure you are practicing. That helped me to stay on point. Because like I said, my mind wanders and all of a sudden, Hey, share this with them. And all of a sudden I am talking for 10 minutes, uh, going down a rabbit hole that, and all of a sudden I lose my place and I'm like, Oh, where was I? And I have to look back at my notes. I got to look, Oh, look at the screen. Okay. Oh, here we are. Okay. <laughs> and so, it, and then it does make sense. So practice, practice, practice. And not only does it, the more you practice, you get to a point where it sounds rehearsed but then it gets to the point where it sounds natural. So the more you practice, you go past that rehearsed and it sounds so natural so that every group that's hearing you might they might be hearing the same same talk you're giving over and over but it sounds like you're giving it for the very first time to them and they're they're loving it. They're loving it. They laugh at the jokes that they're supposed to. They they react the way that you want them to because you have practiced. And so that is that is the biggest thing for me but I said it was twofold. And the, the other thing is just getting up in front of groups and talking every time that's like another practice and you continue to get better. And, you know, one of the things that I remember doing, uh, is have people said, oh, you know what, Jim, you clasp your hands a lot. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, that was a nervous, just a nervous thing And I would rub my hands and I didn't even realize I was doing it until someone points it out. So maybe if you have someone in the audience that you trust, that you know, and say, hey, just just keep an eye out. Is there anything I'm doing that is distracting to you? Uh, or Or if you don't have somebody, maybe just put a record yourself. And just take a look at it, just, you know, not, not be super critical of what you're doing, but just take a look and say, oh, shoot, you know, even, oh, that shirt I was wearing, I just kept staring at my shirt because of that pattern and it was distracting, you know, and so it could be something as simple as that. Or, or maybe it's the graphics that you're using are too small on the screen, or there's a lot of things that you can look at. But I would say get that feedback either from someone you trust, or even from a video that you can take a look at yourself. But having someone to, to bounce it off of someone a little more impartial, that'll help you as well.
0: Those are fantastic pointers. I'm going to jump on the point about the shirt with the patterns uh the pattern on it i know really bridget out of everything i said that's what caught your attention see everybody that's why you have to be careful with what you say because you never know what people just grab on to and that's all they remember but no, everybody uh when it comes to making presentations and especially if you're going to be on camera solids are the best route to go. And even in person, solids will be the best route to go because you will have some people where they're sitting there and they're looking at the stripes in your suit or they're looking at the, you know, whatever, the hound's tooth on your tie or whatever it is. And like you said, it can be distracting. Solids are the best route to go. And there are certain colors that look fabulous on screen. Fuchsia looks fabulous. Royal blue looks fabulous. Kelly green looks fabulous and purple all of those four look fabulous on screen black not so much because it just makes you look you, you just disappear you're just uh-huh. this blob if you will right and I'm wearing black everybody right now <laughs> and I just look like this, this blob <laughs> no she looks fantastic don't
1: let her pull you
0: <laughs> but those four colors look fantastic on screen but stick to solids everybody it just it just makes you look put together I love a good solid okay Jim now it is your turn what is your question for me
1: all right okay so i was thinking about this so this is uh two different ways uh first of all i'm gonna say when you're thrown off your game like right before you're about to talk maybe you get out there and the room is like barely full and you were expecting a packed room and all of a sudden you're like oh no or you're having some AV troubles or your microphone's not working or something that just, it's delays the start. You were ready to go. It delays the start. What do you do to get back in the game? What do you do?
0: I never get out of the game, Jim. Here's, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Does it, does it drive me crazy? Yes. Does it make me want to pick up something and throw it through a window if the AV isn't working properly? Yes. Do I, Feel let down. If I walk into the room, and this has happened during COVID, I had my first in-person presentation in many months in August of 2021. I show up in Tucson. This is ginormous ballroom. I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of people it can hold where my presentation is going to take place, but because of COVID, they've got the chairs spaced out, you know, six, eight feet in front to the side, and so on and so forth. And then the room is barely filled. And it is a let down, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think I even text a girlfriend, girl, this room, I know it could have held at least 800 folks. There might've been 80 in there, you know? (laughs) 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 So (laughs) I never get out of the game until the presentation is over, right? Because here's my first point. They came, this audience came to see to live, to experience, to hear me. And the least I can do is give them 100% because it's not about me. This presentation is not about me whatsoever. It's about what I can give this audience to help them be better at what they do. That's the first thing. The second thing is I need to be memorable for all of the right reasons. So think about a bride at her wedding, and let's say she's strolling down the aisle, the flowers are not right, uh, somebody's hair looks a mess, one of her cousins decided to wear shorts and flip-flops to the wedding. I mean, she's just livid. She's finding a hundred things, and this is a true story, okay? (laughs) She's finding a hundred things wrong with this picture in front of her. And if she goes, marches up to that altar and snatches those flowers and throws them at the wedding coordinator and goes over to that cousin and snaps at her and says, how dare you wear casual clothes to my wedding when I told everybody it was a black tie event, everybody is going to remember that foolishness. They're not going to remember how gorgeous the gown was how dapper the husband looked, how wonderful the maid of honor and the best man looked, and they're not going to remember any of that. They're going to remember her acting a fool. So in my presentations, I need to be memorable for all of the right reasons. So for me to sit here and get all out of sorts and bent out of shape over the AV not working and and throwing my hands up and fussing about where, where's the rest of the people? I mean, this room holds 800 folks. There's only 10% of the seats are filled. What's going on? You're not going to remember anything that I have to give you. You're not going to receive anything that I have to give you because you're just going to remember me acting like I've lost my mind. So I have to always stay in the game because that is what people came For That is what they showed up for and they understand that glitches happen, but they are not ready to receive your content if you are not giving it to them the way they need to get it. So I don't get out of the game, Jim.
1: (laughs) I love it. And that shouldn't surprise me. That shouldn't surprise me. Can I ask one quick follow up to that? Yeah. When outside of when you're not on stage Mm -hmm. and you get in that place where you're just, you're overwhelmed, you're frustrated, you're flustered. What do you do to, to relax and chill?
0: Oh, wrap my lips around a margarita. (laughs) That's that's an easy one. (laughs) On the rocks with salt.
1: (laughs) Let's hope you're not getting frustrated at 9.00 (laughs) AM.
0: Oh, but when it's 9.00 AM in Phoenix, it's, It's 5 p.m. somewhere. Somewhere. I love love it. Right? Um, But like, seriously, that is one of my favorite drinks. I will, you know, have a margarita. But let's say it is 9 a.m. And I am frustrated because I am up at 4 in the morning, sometimes 3 in the morning. So by 9 a.m., I've already put in a five-hour shift sometimes. So what I do is I step back and I say, Bridget, this is just one wrinkle in time. This is one moment this is one issue this is one hiccup and not to get all preachy and churchy on y'all but god will not put any more on you than you can bear you've gone through whatever issue problem challenge before have i do i have issues that just make me feel like oh what are you doing do i have missteps in business yes I can probably count three or four that have happened in the last 14 days. You know? <laughs> so I have my moment where I, I just want to scream. I'll reach out to my best friend in Connecticut and say, oh, my gosh, Simone, uh, you know, give me something uplifting. And there's this little video of this man dancing at a wedding. She sends me that video because it cracks me up. It puts a <laughs> smile on my face. She already knows when I reach out to her, oh, let me find that video of that man dancing at that wedding reception. It, bring, it brings life to me every time. But yeah, I just step back and I say, Bridget, you're human. You're not a machine. You're not a robot. You're not perfect. Find me somebody on this planet who is and it's going to be okay. You're not the only person to make a mis- mistake. You're not the only one You know who gets down in the dumps and you know what take as much time as you need and then pick yourself up dust yourself off and dust yourself off and keep moving because people are counting on you to show up and show out and 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 give them what they came to get
1: love it my the right mindset and good friends doesn't get any better than that and a margarita.
0: And, and I was about to say, <laughs> and a good margarita. Don't, don't forget the margarita, Jim. You keep forgetting the most important part. <laughs> uh,
1: I love Jim, it. What
0: else do our listeners need to know in order to make sure they own the microphone?
1: Oh my gosh. Everyone, know your audience. Yeah, I'll say that again. Know your audience. Have confidence and uh, whatever you need to do before you get on stage to pump yourself up, do that, whether that's put your headphones on and listen to your favorite song to lift you up, or maybe it's to just meditate or pray for for a minute, or maybe it's, uh, you know, getting in, into that room ahead of time so you feel comfortable in that room, get up on that stage so that you have to feel the lay of the land so you're not coming into this strange place right away and getting all freaked out like oh, this is bigger than I thought or whatever, whatever the situation is. So do something that's going to relax you is going to energize you and then just feel confident and then go and be you be you while you're on on that on that stage and, and just own that microphone. <laughs>
0: there's nothing else to do but own it. Jim Cermak, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time and expertise.
1: Uh, It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for allowing me to come out and talk. It's been great.
0: You're very welcome. And I trust the listeners. had a fantastic time listening to and learning from you. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. This is Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone.